Hello, welcome to Life Beyond the Numbers, the podcast where we share stories, insights and strategies that go beyond some of the numbers we encounter in our work life. I'm Susan Lee-Trivon. I work with organisations who put people first. I've lived and worked in many countries. I've met people who love what they do and people who don't. People who bring their full selves to work and people who won't. And together with my guests, we place a lens on and focus in on the people side of work life. Because we know that it is people who do the work, not numbers. And if we are treated well, we will perform well and might even generate better numbers. And welcome to episode 99 of Life Beyond the Numbers. 99. Episode 99. Okay, I'll stop saying it now. But I just can't believe I'm here. I cannot believe I'm at episode 99. And I did a lot of thinking about, well, what can I do for episode 100? And I thought, well, what about 99 and 101? So you've got a trilogy ahead, a trilogy of solo episodes with a little help from my friends. And when I think of trilogy, it's not going to be like a Star Wars trilogy or a Lord of the Rings trilogy. Nothing as exciting like that. Back to the Future came into my head fleetingly. And I like that. I like the thought of Back to the Future because it brings me back to my own childhood I was thinking from the perspective of the past, the present, and the future. So what was my motivation for starting the podcast in the first place? What has the last two years meant to me? In the present, well, where are we now? What's it all about? What's going on in life beyond the numbers, in my life, in my work life, in August 2022 and what does the future hold both for the vision that I have for the future and for the podcast and everything else and if I think about well all the things that I've learned from doing a podcast I mean I started listing them this morning and I was like oh my god I can't even read all of these out there are just so many things And I had to think, okay, well, what has it really meant? Like, what has mattered most about this podcast? And of course, it's about people. It is about the listeners. It's about the guests. And it is about me. Because this has very much been something that has shown me the way along the way. And many guests have left a profound impact on me. And some of those I will come to today. And then if I think about, okay, well, pull all that together even further, what is it about? And I guess if you look back, the very first episode was called Stepping Into the Unknown. And that's absolutely what it was. It was an adventure, stepping into the unknown. I think the second thing is practice. Practice, 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 and more practice. 
We don't do anything well the first time we do it. And hopefully we improve over time. And then the third thing that also really strikes me is how we're not alone. We might all be very different and have very different experiences. But at the end of the day, there is someone else out there who will open up and share their story and help me or you see that we're not alone. And I think that's really powerful. And that has certainly helped me a lot over the previous couple of years. So how do I pull all of that together? And that's a great question. And <laughs> what I'm still trying to figure out. So like I said, episode 99. And to put that into context, that means that 98 episodes have gone out before this one. <laughs> I have done 82 interviews in that time. There's been a couple of repeat guests and one episode was split into two. But I've interviewed 43 women and 39 men. Made eight compilation episodes, borrowed an episode from my sister, a sibling special. And I've made one solo episode. And there have been three repeats gone out in the last couple of months from the archives. And it still sounds so cool to say the archives. The podcast has been listened to in 80 countries and there have been 5,335 downloads. And that's it in numbers. But like I'm always talking about, this is about life beyond the numbers. So what about from the perspective of the listeners? What do the listeners get when they listen to an episode of Life Beyond the Numbers? Why are you here? What are you listening for? And I'm hoping, like me, you're listening in a way, wondering whether or not you're going to take a step into the unknown or what is a step into the unknown for you? What does that look like? What do we have to improve upon? What are we practicing at? What are we trying to get better at? Because practice, practice, practice. And that you're not alone. And the very first intro to this podcast, I said that the podcast was for people in accounting and finance. And for those, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to play the original intro here. Life Beyond the Numbers, the podcast for those curious about the non-finance aspects or the human side of working in accounting and finance. I'm Susan Nicriazon, and while I believe there is beauty in balancing a set of financial statements, the intricacies that underpin the workings are wondrous. The real beauty for me is in working with people the intricacies that underpin our workings are wondrous too. And not one particular combination of input or formula will ever generate the same result. Join me and my guests as we place a lens on some of these wondrous intricacies that make us unique. And as we share insights, knowledge and strategies to inspire your life beyond the numbers. Now, what's fascinating for me about that is 
I guess there is no unique formula, but there are so many things that we have in common. There are so many ways we can see that we're not alone. And I'm going to play a couple of clips later that shows that. The podcast went out first on September 1st, 2020. And it was a step into the unknown. I had absolutely no idea what was going to happen because I didn't know how much joy it would bring having conversations with people about their work lives. And what I realize now is that sometimes it's better to just jump in and do something that really interests you and engages you. And you're not sure at that point quite where it's going to lead. And I've, actually, I've been writing about this recently because I think it's very true during this pandemic is that sometimes we need to step into the unknown rather than always waiting to know what it is we're stepping into. What I say to guests when I send out an email prior to them coming on is I like to think of people eavesdropping on our conversation that somebody is sitting on a bus or is walking behind us or in front of us or is sitting near us at a restaurant and they're enjoying our conversation and don't want it to end. And of course, you know, <laughs> that's a lot of pressure, but it is effectively what's happening. And I remember getting feedback from a listener. I love a podcast. For me, they're one of the best things about smartphones, being able to carry all of these conversations in your pocket and being able to learn and grow from other people's generosity and sharing is a huge pleasure. I was driving and it was as if they were in the car with me. I think I may have even interjected with comments of my own a few times. In brackets, they completely ignored me. I even sat in the car park to listen to the end of it. And that doesn't happen often. They covered such a wide range of subjects and their points about grief and how we don't talk about the different types enough was incredibly poignant. If you benefit from some thought-provoking yet funny and easy listening in your life, download this episode now. This was about episode 50 with Kiki Stanton. Another listener reached out. Hey Susan, it's been a while since connecting. Wanted to drop a note to say how much I'm enjoying your podcast. It's resonating so much with me and I wanted to thank you for putting it out there. Someone else. You mix business-related questions with personal development and the guests open up sharing strengths and vulnerabilities as they reflect on their own work life. You manage to have deep conversations with your guests and that is nourishing for me as a listener. A big thank you to Susan for running these podcasts. I often go back and re-listen to some of these inspiring stories. Susan is a very authentic producer and captures the stories in a very warm way. Hey Susan, I thought it would be great to connect. I listened to your podcast with Gib and thought it was really powerful. It's very timely. I've shared your website link with a few people and I look forward to listening to the others. Hi Susan, I hope you're having a nice Friday afternoon. I listened to your podcast recently and realised I've got maths anxiety. I think your podcast is doing an excellent job at connecting non-finance folk with those in the function. It really struck a chord, so I just wanted to let you know. 
I got so much from this episode, and this is about episode 10. Listening to my gut instinct, as well as my literal gut, is something I will start to put into practice. Those warning signs of stress coming on, not only being emotional, mood swings, etc., but also physical neck twinges for me, I sometimes let slip by without bringing them into my consciousness. Thank you for this. And with practice brings more confidence, yeah? You know, if you get better at doing something, then maybe a little bit braver and take a few more risks. The second thing, practice, 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 what I call the, the PPP rule. The more you put yourself in uncomfortable situations, the more comfortable you will be eventually when really important situations come, come your way, like a, a really important job interview or a high stakes presentation or a big speech in front of a big group. Just practice, practice, practice. And I always think about CrossFit and many of you that listen will know that I'm a fan of CrossFit and that is not cross training. <laughs> it is CrossFit. Look it up. High intensity interval training, weightlifting, strength training, all of that kind of stuff. I haven't been for a couple of weeks. I still haven't gone back since I had COVID, but fingers crossed I'm going to be going back any day now and I'm going to have to start the practice all over again. When I started CrossFit there was this sign over the door in Geneva, CrossFit Geneva, which I hold in my heart very very strongly and the sign over the door said it never gets easier, you just get stronger and I just think that is so profound and when I went to CrossFit first the very first time I went, I think was back in 2015 or 2016. And the women's bar weighs in at 15 kg. And I couldn't lift it up over my head. In fact, I could hardly lift it. And I had to drop down the weight and use a, a lower bar until I could build strength, practice, put in the practice. And I did. And I remember meeting the head coach oh, probably about a year later. I hadn't seen him. I hadn't been at any of his classes and him saying to me, you know, you've like, you're not the same person I met when you came in here a year ago. And I said, well, I show up and I do the work. And he said, that's what I always say to people. It's about consistency and it's about practice. And I think no matter what we do, and I'm talking about myself and to myself here, it is consistent, small actions that lead to improvement. Consistent, small actions that lead to improvement. Yeah, you might leap ahead every now and then, but actually you've got to show up and do the work and put in the effort. And that is something that I've done with the podcast. I made a commitment right at the beginning that I was going to put out an episode every Tuesday. And for the most part, I've put one out every Tuesday for almost two years. And of course, the first few episodes I recorded were all over the place <laughs> and they took forever to edit and there wasn't a structure to them. So I had to learn how to do all of this, put more of a structure around the conversation, but allow it to be free flowing still because it needs to be a conversation. And CrossFit was the same. I dropped out for a little bit. I got back at it. And earlier this year, 
well, that's probably back in April or May now, I did an 85 kg deadlift. 85 kilograms. It's more than I weigh. And the power of that, the absolute, I mean, it just motivates you beyond belief. I was walking home and I felt about five foot taller. I was just walking on sunshine. I really was for weeks. I'm still dining out on it. It was just incredible. But what was even more incredible was the coach that day. And a big shout out to the Athlete Centre here in Oxford. I don't know where I would be without them. They're incredible. But the coach that day was Becky. And Becky was like, oh, you've got 100 in you. <laughs> I did not believe that for one minute. But she believed in me. And you could see that. She believed that I could get better. And I think, I don't know, I never lifted more than 70 kg before that day, I think. So in one class, I went up 15 kgs because I dared. I stepped into the unknown as such. I took risks and I was in a supportive environment where I was helped along. And that to me is the podcast too. I feel that. I feel I'm in this supportive environment and I've been helped along by these wonderful people who share their stories. And I want to come on to the guests in a moment. But before I get to the guests, I'd like to play a couple of snippets because two things happened this year. Not two things, but I really wanted to do a solo episode and I struggled with it. And I talk about that in episode 87. And the feedback I got in that episode just really, really helped. And one person said, beautiful Susan, I could listen to you for hours. And that comes from someone who never listens to podcasts or rather I listen five minutes, if that, and then switch off because it's so much noise. Yours felt genuine. Please keep them coming. And another person wrote, Susan's episodes always adds value to my day. Her ability to be vulnerable, and still capable and successful is motivating to say the least. Having hosted my own radio shows in the past, I find her episode, Susan Speaks, a true triumph of connective individuality. I felt as though I was in the room with her having a conversation and it was recorded alone. The short story at the end seems to me to be the inspiration for the movie up in the air, yet Susan moved my emotions in under 10 minutes. Brilliant work. You must get David White's book, The Heart Aroused, about bringing the soul into work. It's extraordinary. And I did. Thank you for that recommendation. I bought it and I loved it. And I will use that in future episodes for sure. But the practice allows you to take risks, like I said. And one of the things I did was I'd been on my sister's podcast, Uniquely Wired, with my brother. And we talked about our sibling Aoife. And I put that episode out earlier this year before I did my solo episode. And I think it was a way of me allowing my vulnerability to come through to my listeners, because most of the time it's the guests who are opening up to me. And I felt, well, I want to show that I can open up too. I want to open up more and use my voice. We just didn't learn her language 
we just yeah. weren't yeah. around her enough to learn her language and she used to come home for weekends and that and we used to visit her and stuff but that doesn't compare to being with somebody day after day which just wasn't possible in in our situation and the, it you know the, there was that kind of element of it being a, a bit traumatic i think for us as well and in that situation you're not receptive when you're on uh survival mode you could almost say when you're in in that zone of, of feeling like you don't want to be there it doesn't feel like the right place to be and uh, and all of that it, you are kind of not listening out for subtle th- things from your sister you know and but as children i'm not sure we we were aware of that at all and the education around it wasn't there Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the pattern repeated itself because every time it was the same. So it mm-hmm. kind of becomes ingrained. And as humans, we, we need connection with someone. And I, I can't say I felt connection. And that's very hard when it's your sibling, your flesh and blood. And there was resentment and anger at having to go and see her when I was getting nothing back. And then that becomes the default mode. Became something you just didn't, like over the years, you just didn't want to do. You just felt less and less that you wanted to do it. I I don't think I ever felt I wanted to do it. Sure. That's the thing, you know, and it's not even that I felt it less and less. I think there is anger grew and resentment grew towards her because of having to go and see her or have to have her home without dealing with the emotional side of it or the trauma side, as you said, Al, or understanding what was going on. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, there weren't many people in our town where we grew up that had handicapped children or siblings or whatever. So you didn't really talk about it with anyone else that understood what was going on. And also you didn't really talk about it. You know, feelings were not something that you you talked about when we were growing up. But there was an expectation there that you loved her or you wanted to spend time with her because she was your sister. And I think there was a mismatch then between what you were supposed to feel or should feel and how you felt. And I didn't really understand any of that, I think, until she died probably or close to later in life but certainly the teenage years and under 10 uh, I don't have any happy memories mm-hmm. I'd, I'd probably second that <laughs> I agree I you know I probably agree with that as well and like going to see her was always so hard and such a yeah such a difficult thing to do even though you know often when i went would i don't know i get slight shiver just thinking about it now <laughs> you know and it's, it's I, anyway and i'm i'm not going to be i'm not ashamed to say it but uh, that was the situation we were in and there was some incredible feedback on that as well thanks susan to you and your siblings for sharing such personal and important feelings we can all learn from i found this episode thoughtful and thought provoking Thank you for sharing your family story, Susan, reflecting on profound differences of feelings and perspectives, despite shared experiences. This ties everything together for me, because 
it is about guests coming on, sharing their personal experiences and showing us all that we're not alone. Because we're not alone. We might feel it and through COVID, many of us did. We felt disconnected. We didn't have our people around us. We weren't able to move freely. We've gone through a part of life that I don't even know if if I have if I'm thinking about it correctly yet. It seems a bit of a blur. Time seemed to have stood still, disappeared. You know, there's no milestones. Yeah, we got out of lockdown, we went back in, we got out, we went back in. And many of us had to deal with grief through that time and sorrow and isolation and so many other things. And we're all human. And I think that's the main message that I try to bring out in this podcast is it's human stories for human listeners. We are all people. We are all doing our best. And it's wonderful to know that others have been where we are or think like we do or are going where we want to go or can show us things we didn't know. And that is what this podcast is about. And this is why I think in terms of storytelling, the importance, particularly for introverts, to extrovert who they are in some of the most important stories of this is who I am and, and how my life experiences bring me to be me. And this is why I'm here. Really profoundly important because they build that belief around reciprocity, which is deep at, at the heart of belonging. Part one is a series of quotes about, about individuals' experiences and the feedback on the back of it was absolutely phenomenal um, and more importantly it was extremely relatable so every single person who read it said that there was at least two or more things on that well-being report that they could go I've experienced that I've been through that that's exactly how I felt and there was almost that sense of I'm glad that I wasn't the only one because we were physically siloed in working from home and no amount of technology can bring the sort of the emotional roller coaster and the impact of what this calendar year has proven and what that report did was really bring a shared collective emotion and it was, it was fantastic to put together and so many conversations and so many people contributed to it but it's just a reaction afterwards it was great that it allowed others to feel a sense of that sort of comfort and oh, thank goodness it just wasn't me. And, um, and and that hopefully just gave them a momentary boost of, right, I'm not the only one through this. Suffering is such a strong word, isn't it? And because menopause is such an invisible, at times, condition, you do really suffer. And it is a very, very lonely place. Thank goodness for my husband to be there to support me. But actually, it is lonely. You deal with it alone until you start talking about it. And that's what became my purpose. And some of the guests are beyond brave and have moved me during the episode. And I even feel it now thinking about their absolute strength 
And I mentioned Kiki earlier on, and I'll play a snippet from Kiki here talking about grief. Yes, absolutely. When you talk about grief there, I think grief is so big and it's actually something that affects every single one of us in this in this life, isn't it? We will be born, but we will also die. And I think something that I've related to, and that's what came through actually the grief of losing my mom and how I saw the grief was the grief of losing that maternal love. But then actually I went through a period of time of the grief of the job that I had left, the career that I've left, I don't know if you experienced that too. And that took me a lot, you know, I wrote a blog about this, of the grief of the friendships, the grief of the clients, the journey, and actually, but, and that's where a lot of the, the work that I do around falling back in love with your work, your life and your health, because we will fall back out of, you know, we will grief, grief is acceptance too. It's about not suppressing all of that. And I, I do think all of us, are going to experience grief in some way or another and it's how we approach that grief because it'll be individual to all of us how we are in tune to our emotions is completely different isn't it and I can only speak for myself but I think it's about letting these feelings sit it's about allowing yourself to, to change things if they're not quite right I know we've been doing that a lot in the last year of the, the way we're working how you know part of COVID has also made me want to work less that's been part of but that's taken about a year to implement. It's not an overnight thing, but actually, you know, really taking the time to ask yourself those questions. Who am I? What am I? What has COVID taught me? And I wrote a list the other day, which I don't have to hand actually, but about what has COVID taught me? What has COVID showed me? And it was a whole list of different things actually, um, but it was really insightful. I might do that again, actually, now that I've just said that to you, but, you know, quite a nice tool to, to see it makes you um, appreciate things really you're not alone episode 54 Louise opened up about her mental health issues and her cancer and it's quite an extraordinary conversation and very uplifting too because it's raw and real thank you today for your time but also for being so open and honest and raw and we don't show the video of this podcast I only like play the recording but at times I honestly felt like I had goosebumps and a bit of a lump in my throat and even now I have you know tears in my <laughs> eyes almost because it's quite a remarkable story and your generosity in sharing it with people and your quirky sense of humor is fabulous so thank you thank you so much for inviting me and you know for letting me share my story so people can 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 hear I, I know in a minute when we finish I'm going to have to sort of take a bit of a break because I I go for, you know for the emotions afterwards about what I've shared because it brings it back up but that's what makes me me and that's who I am so yeah yeah, and that's perfectly allowed. Absolutely. Absolutely. Go back and have a listen to it. And the episode that has had such a profound impact, and it's the most popular episode, and I'm not surprised at all because it's a phenomenal episode. Please note the content warning. Episode 68, Extreme Experiences. Anna Haslog. It's a powerful podcast episode, as a listener says, about dealing with extreme life experiences, tragedy, love and endurance. Susan talks to my beautiful friend Anna in this episode. Anna's openness and courage, along with Susan's ease and humanity when holding the space for Anna to share her incredible story, makes for compelling listening. 
my sister introduced me to Anna and Anna had lost her partner, Mike, in a biking accident. And it's actually the timing is interesting because the transcontinental race is on at the moment. And I saw a profile by The Guardian of it. But Anna wrote to me shortly before coming on and said that she had been raped around her 30th birthday and that she'd like to talk about it on the episode as well, because obviously it was part of who she is today. And I've only just got this tiny clip here. I haven't really spoken about this before publicly. I mean, my friends all know about it, my family, obviously, but I haven't spoken about it publicly before. But I do feel that, that I wouldn't want anybody, obviously, to go through what I've been through lots and lots of people do men and women but mostly women but I'd never of course wish um, this on anybody and I will carry it for the rest of my life and it it has injured me for the rest of my life however if I'm going to take anything positive from it it will be that I have learnt about myself I have learnt how resilient I am I have learnt that yes it broke me but I built myself again and maybe I built myself even better you know I'll never know who 40 year old Anna would be if I hadn't been raped but I am me now and I'm quite proud of me now and yeah you know going through losing Mike again something that you can't ever imagine what it will be like to have gone through something like that losing somebody so close and of course, we've all had our own various versions of that. Of course, his mother lost a son, unbelievable. His brother, a, a brother, and me, somebody so close to me, who I always, I thought he would always be in my life. I thought he would always be there. And suddenly he wasn't. And he's someone I really relied on. And he was so, I just never thought it could happen to Mike, you know. I know it can happen, but I never thought it could happen to Mike. I just thought, well, somebody so knowledgeable and experienced and he just gets through life. So, I mean, he had his own struggles, but he just was always prepared. And I thought he would always be fine. And and then he wasn't there anymore. And um, But one of the major things I felt, despite feeling his loss, was I felt how sorry I was that he wasn't here to have life you know he lived life to such a full extent that I know he would have gone on to do amazing things I just felt very I guess I felt a kind of responsibility that I was here and he isn't and I can't waste my time thinking life's not fair and all the things that's very natural to feel which I do feel but I need to focus on living a good life because I get to have one and makes you appreciate how lucky you are to have a life <laughs> and a good life it is so worth going back and listening to this episode because my heart went out to her and when I was editing this episode I cried it took me ages to, to finish editing it because I did cry and it's an absolute privilege to have conversations with people where people feel comfortable opening up and talking to you, a stranger on the other side of a screen. Yeah, sure, my sister had introduced us, but we'd never spoken before. And that is one of the things I've learned about myself as well, going through this is 
I love having these conversations with people. I love giving people attention and listening to them. And some of the guests come back and really appreciate that. Both the research that goes into the episode and the conversation that happens when we have this episode. And Emma O'Brien, episode 76, Limitless, which is also a fantastic episode, she did a post on Facebook saying, this time last week, I met Susan for the first time. Even though we'd never met or even chatted before, we hit it off immediately. The conversation was unscripted and Susan is a complete genius at asking such perceptive and interesting questions and pinning me down on my views that I completely forget we were recording. And it felt like having a conversation with a good friend picking my brain. And we seem to laugh quite a lot too. And... Philip Oliver, episode 73, Meaningfully Unique, another one with great stories. If you've not heard any of Susan's podcasts before, you're missing out. She has a remarkable talent for getting her guests to relax into sharing their tales and always surfaces a few gems. It takes a lot of research, great facilitation and a warm, intelligent mind to get the best from podcast guests. Susan does all of this with ease. Susan makes it all look so easy, but pulling together a quality podcast is no small feat, as many will know. Lynn Bailey said, a kindred spirit who values real and open conversations. And I was so inspired with how much Susan walks her talk, an incredible leadership researcher and difference maker. She takes personalization and care to a whole new level. Thank you for having me on your show. And James last week posted, Susan is a great host and has a knack for getting people to talk very openly. Many guests comment on my research ability and I love that. I love diving into people and pulling out pieces that I think might frame an interesting conversation. Most of the time we go completely off on wherever we want to go, but I like guests to know that I'm prepared and that I am absolutely grateful for their generosity they're giving me time they're giving us all time and I want them to know that we appreciate that one guest told me it was the most comprehensive email that anyone had ever sent him another one said firstly that email was incredible you've clearly done your research and I'm completely blown away wow you should be a detective or a journalist some of this is even news to me. Your forensic research skills are off the chart. These are really thoughtful questions. Thank you so much, Susan. I'm looking forward to our chat. Wow, I feel like I've relived a few chapters just reading your notes. I am certain it will all go well and have no worries at all that we can roll with wherever the conversation takes us. So impressed with your memory and research. Crikey, you've really done your homework. We should just go with what you've written. I'm joking, of course. We'll have a great conversation and everything will flow as it always does when it's from the heart. You have a skill in letting it flow. So that was episode 99. I talked about stepping into the unknown. I talked about practice and how practice is what we need in those little everyday bits of practice get us where we need to go, those steps, those baby steps. 
one foot in front of the other and how we're not all alone. There's so many human experiences that are shared and one guest, when they put their post out on LinkedIn, said, how often do we avoid sharing moments of joy with the world for worry about the judgment it will cast on us? I'm giving myself a good talking to and I'm stepping into my brave to share my podcast conversation with the wonderful Susan Nikriadon. And that is what it's all about. For you, the listeners, you've come on this journey with me. For those of you who've been there since the beginning, amazing. For those of you who have joined, amazing. For those of you who are still listening now, amazing. I am beyond grateful. I hope that you get the same buzz that I get out of some of these episodes. And of course, they're not all for everyone. And you'll have your favourites. You'll wonder why I didn't ask certain questions and why I asked those questions and why I haven't interviewed such and such so far. So if you have any suggestions, they are also always welcome. You can always find me, write to me, make suggestions and topics, guests. I'm always open to that. So yeah, I talked about the listeners and some of their feedback on some of the episodes, the guests and how rewarding it is and what a privilege it is to speak to people and how grateful I am that all of you guests that have been through have taught me something and how have you have shared some of yourself with me and our listeners there are two people who I want to say a very special thank you to. When I started the podcast, Helen Joy was one of the first guests on and Helen has been on twice and both conversations are fantastic. Episode six, learning to manage and episode 77 on a daily basis, both worth listening to. And Helen and I have a great rapport because we, we work together every now and then and we spend a lot of time together and get on very well and both care deeply about all of this stuff and Helen has been like I can probably trace the most recent guests maybe not but a lot of the guests that I have spoken to over the last two years are because Helen introduced me to them so Helen thank you Thank you for your support. Thank you for always being such an incredible friend. And thank you for connecting me with your contacts. And the second person is Nikki Hill. And I met Nikki through Kiki, who I met through Helen. And Nikki has just been a joy to get to know also and Nikki has introduced me to so many guests who have then introduced me to so many more and even today I recorded an episode I spoke to a guy called David Lee who will we'll hear from him in the future and I connected to David through Dr Suzanne Evans who's episode 83 and Dr Suzanne Evans I connected to through Emma O'Brien, episode 76. And Emma was somebody that Nikki connected me with. But Nikki has connected me with a lot of the guests. And so as well, very big thank you to Nikki. Thank you 
to all the listeners and to all the guests. I hope listening to this, you realize the impact that this podcast has on me. That's what I said it was also about. It's about me. And you've all helped me on my journey of who I am today. And we'll continue that next week when you see me again talking about the present. Hear me. You're not going to see me. But talking about grief and emotions and, and so on, when I pressed record on this episode first, episode 99, 99, I still can't believe it. It reminds me, first of all, of the ice cream, you know, 99. That's the first thing that came into my head and I'd love one now. Um, <laughs> but the second thing that it reminded me of was 99 red balloons. And I must say that brought somebody to mind, a friend of mine who died shortly before his 30th birthday. And we'd gone to school together and he died of a rare form of cancer. And he was one of life's happy people, always up for a laugh, always curious, always incredibly uplifting right to the end. And, you know, that it's kind of a nice connection right at the end to have that memory of somebody and you know it's been I think 2003 it's nearly 20 years and I think it's so important to appreciate people while they're still here with us because we never know we just never know so this podcast is about life, about work life, about our amazing roller coaster of emotions that impact all of us on a daily basis. And we don't see the half of it. We never really know what's going on in anyone's mind. We never know what triggers a thought or a feeling. And the more we can be compassionate and kind towards people and understanding the better life will be thank you for listening and please tune in for episode 100 what you've said just reminds me of a question i've been asking all of my old mentors and none of them can answer this question and it highlights the fundamental problem which the question that i ask is what's the one thing that if you had it would make you truly happy truly fulfilled and these are smart people who are used to answering hard questions and used to asking very smart people very hard questions. And so when you see their eyes roll back and they can't answer that question, honestly, or they'll say something flippant that doesn't actually relate to themselves like world peace, then what that evidence is to me is that we're, we're disconnected from our higher selves. We've never actually asked ourselves that question. Who am I? What am I? Where am I? When am I? What would give me joy? These are such fundamental questions that we just don't ask ourselves because we're so busy in the outside world. And so I guess for me, I just reached that point where there was something missing. And I it was always in intuition up until that point I was always actually scared of committing to a relationship because I just felt like there was something missing I was out there always reading all the books in relation to what's going on in the rational world avoiding the spiritual because I just had no evidence that such things existed and so that was really what it took for me was just recognizing that 
there was not going to be this uplift in incremental joy. And then through my journey, once I was able to release some of the childhood trauma that I didn't know was there, and these things were manifesting in my character in terms of anger, frustration, that itch, that knowing itch that something's not quite right, but I don't know what it is. And so once I was able to release those things, I got the message very powerfully. I'm like, ah, part of your role here is to bring people to these transformative experiences because you've made some mistakes along your journey. Thank you for listening today. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone you know who would enjoy it too. I believe we are all entitled to enjoy our work and the future of work life will be changed by those who put people first and create more fulfilling work lives for themselves, their colleagues, their teams and organisations. If you have any suggestions for topics you'd like to have covered, guests you'd like to hear from, or questions for me, please drop a line to susan at beyond-thenumbers.com. And finally, please consider leaving a review.